0: Welcome in, episode 154, What's Right with Nick Wright. We appreciate those of you watching us live on YouTube. We have a special surprise for you all in just a moment. Also, speaking of the YouTube audience, we're going to start, probably next week, a little pre-show show for our YouTube viewers that will not be a part of the actual audio podcast. That is... One, re- one reason for that is to thank you guys for watching us live on YouTube. Another reason is so we don't have the calamity that happened last week, which was I was so excited and so loud that I blew out our audio for our podcast listeners and we had to start the whole show over. So a little troubleshooting and a little bonus. But speaking of bonuses, this show is, fe- you guys know how this show works. It is me alongside a member of my family. Now, the official co-host of the show is my soon-to-be 25-year-old son, Demonze. He, however, is taking some time off, living in Los Angeles, getting his life set up. He will be back come football season. During his absence, his sister, my now 18-year-old daughter, Diora, has been filling in for him as part of a senior project. However, she has decided today to go to Six Flags. They're calling it a senior class trip, but again, she goes to quite a different school than I think most of our audience went to. They did post-prom in the Hamptons, they did tried to do spring break at Paradise Island, and I was a mean, stodgy parent because I wouldn't let her go as a 17-year-old on a spring break trip to the Bahamas or Cayman Islands or wherever the hell it is. Uh, and now they're doing a class trip to Six Flags. So who's going to fill in for her? None other than my legendary wife, Danielle, the owner of the store that we do this from trintage here in harlem and a woman who for some reason gets nervous every time she does the show with me danboo thank you so much you are you wearing all your jewels at the moment? I see the watch. I, I'm not sure about what's on the right hand.
1: I'm ready for what okay. after this. Right. Re- yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Ready? Yeah. So are you feeling good about today's show?
1: I'm feeling great. You've reviewed it? I did.
0: You're fresh <laughs> off a trip to Los Angeles. Yeah,
1: fresh off the plane.
0: Saw our son. He's yes. He's doing well. He's doing good. Checked out the apartment. Yep. Did all that. Did some shopping for the store. Mm-hmm. So if you stop by Trintage in the next few weeks, there's some fresh new items from the west coast but we must now get to work and again you you can include your questions and comments for myself or danielle we will get to them at the end of the show in the c block as we always do but here's what missed the cut for episode 154 not on the show adrian peterson evidently not retired i didn't know that mike trout Passes Joe DiMaggio in home runs. Marilyn Monroe not available for comment. And the Patriots caught cheating once again. You know how I know Matt Ford, our producer, must be out and Gabe sitting in for him? Because he found a way to get a Patriots shot in (laughs) to the preamble of the show. The Patriots losing two OTAs because of alleged malfeasance we don't know what it was but we know they had two OTAs taken away there is also some breaking news courtesy of Sham Sharania moments ago Gabe Vincent the undrafted but playing great guard for the Miami Heat out tonight with a sprained ankle that leads us nicely into our first topic Dampu take a deep breath believe in yourself and go
1: right ahead. <laughs> Boston did not get swept, but you still believe in the Heat, even if Vegas doesn't. Yep. Denver, on the other hand, is going to have to wait ten days between games because LeBron couldn't avoid another sweep.
0: Okay, the guys, the guys was swept in the finals previously. It is actually okay. good
1: go for the Heat that they lost, so they can so they don't get rusty before the finals. And are they giving the Celtics any chance? at the comeback. All right,
0: so I'm Are you
1: getting in the minute? Yeah,
0: I'm not the there is shockingly high amounts of optimism surrounding the Celtics ability to come back from 3 nothing. Now, I said when the Lakers were down 3-0 that some team at some point is going to do it. This Boston Celtics team is not that team. So no, I'm not giving them a chance at the comeback. The idea that Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler are going—pardon me—are going to lose four straight games, up 3-0 to Joe Mazula and company—it's just not realistic. And the line for this game is Boston minus nine. Boston was favored by eight in Game One by nine and a half in game two, by four on the road in game three. The only game they've been an underdog all series was game four, point and a half underdog, and they won it. And now it's right back to Vegas loving the Celtics and disrespecting the Heat. The series, the Heat are only minus 260. You and I are in the market for a new car. I I considered... I have not pulled the trigger, but I have a few hours left to do it in putting a, not a car sized wager, but a car down payment sized wager <laughs> on the Heat for the series. Because minus 260, up 3 1, when they, are, and this is where people can't divorce themselves from talent on paper and winning basketball and playoff winning basketball. I, I've heard from my co-hosts on TV, across other television shows, across other podcasts. Well, the Celtics, the reason they have a chance is they have so much more talent. Who cares? These playoffs, the Miami Heat, not just this series, this entire postseason, the Miami Heat have been dominant. Only Denver has matched their level of domination round by round. Round one, they played Milwaukee. One game one, got up 3-1 in the series. Round two, they played the Knicks. One game one, got up 3-1 in the series. Round three, they played the Celtics. One game one, got up 3-1 in the series. Boston, on the other hand, round one, loses a game five at home to Atlanta and needs a sixth game. The Celtics in round two lose a game five at home to Philly and bats are up against the wall and need a brilliant final few minutes from Tatum in game six after an awful start to the game and then a 50-piece in game seven to escape them. And in round three, we're dead for the first 14 quarters of this series and then had a good final half of game four, and all of a sudden people are, huh? Ah, don't let, yeah, Boston wins tonight, all the pressure's on my, the idea that Boston, <clears throat> that has not been consistent all postseason, is gonna string together four straight excellent games is just not realistic. Now to your other question, is it good for the heat that they lost so they don't get rusted for the finals? I, I don't think it's good that they lost, but had they won Game 4, they would have headed into the Finals when the Finals started on June 1st, not having lost a game in three weeks. Prior to Game 4, their most recent loss was May 10th, the Finals start June 1st. So do I think that there are some positives that can come from a Miami team recognizing they need to refocus, and that if we are not the hungriest, grittiest, first-to-loose balls, locked-in-defensively team, that anybody can beat us, yeah, I do think there is a positive to that. Now, the negative is, of course, the extra games and the extra risk of injury. I don't think Gabe Vincent has any real risk of missing time for the finals with the ankle sprain. But the more game if Jimmy gets banged up, if any, if Bam gets banged up, then they go into the finals essentially drawing dead. And so there is a level of risk, but it should be noted, Boston has been worse at home than on the road the last two postseasons. They're below five hundred on at home this postseason. The idea that them coming home is some panacea for them, is just not realistic to who they've been. So I I picked Miami before this series, before the playoffs when it looked like we were getting Celtics heat. I said I thought the heat were a bad matchup for him. I don't care about the college profile of the Miami Heat players. They have the best coach in basketball. They have one of the best playoff performers in basketball in Jimmy Butler. They have a wildly underrated number two in BAM, and they have a culture that works. So I like the Heat in the series. I even like the Heat tonight. All right, next, Ampo.
1: Anthony Davis has taken major heat after his up-and-down postseason. Did LeBron pick the wrong running mate to be his co-star when it comes to L.A.?
0: Well, so, to me, this is where we get a little unfair. So, Anthony Davis offensively, so let me describe a player to you, okay? This player is unquestionably great defensively. He is a seven-footer, but doesn't, or seven-footer-ish, but is not listed as such. It takes more jump shots than guy a guy his size typically would. Doesn't like to really bang down low. And is you can rely on him for 20 points a night, but 30-point games are a bonus. Another thing about this player, at his first stop, had essentially no playoff success whatsoever with one year being an exception and needed to go to a major market with major history with another Hall of Famer in order to break through. I just described Anthony Davis. I also just described Kevin Garnett, who is universally considered one of the 35 greatest players ever, Nobody talks trash on his career. Nobody kills him for the fact that his entire time in Minnesota, they were they didn't get past round one except for one year and that he couldn't get over the top until he got with Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. That is also true for Anthony Davis. And great, now Kevin Garnett, had a better level of intensity and his body held up more and we might say was not as naturally physically gifted as AD. But that is... Guys whose biggest strength is their the defensive end, we consider their ups and downs offensively at times without considering the consistent dominance defensively. Furthermore... LeBron and AD won a title and just made the conference finals as the seven seed. So is he the perfect fit? Do you wish Anthony Davis, instead of being satisfied, it would seem, being one of the 10 best players in basketball, took the steps to be one of the three best players in basketball? Sure. But... It's asking a lot, man. Everybody can't be Giannis, or at this point you got to say Jokic, or Steph, or Durant. Though The guys who go years on end and their bad playoff performances are one in every 12 games, one in every 9 games, one in every 14 games. Those are the greatest players in the history of the sport. Even Durant had them more often than you would like. Giannis doesn't have them anymore. Jokic is starting to build a resume of not having them. LeBron you could find a 6-year stretch where he had maybe 5 actually bad playoff games. Steph has one every month in the playoffs. But those are some of the greatest players ever. Anthony Davis isn't that. That's not an indictment on him. It's just like it's not an indictment on Tatum. That Tatum's up and down a bit. Now, Tatum's offensive peaks are far higher than Anthony Davis's, but his de- Anthony Davis's defense is the best in the world when he's locked in.
1: So do you think that AD is still the player the Lakers should build their future around?
0: Well, <clears throat> I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be the best guy on a champion. I think it's either going to have to be, if he is, it's going to have to be the Garnett path where he has two, not one other, two other great players. He's the best guy, right. but it's close. Right. And the other guys can fill in the blanks. I, But there are not a lot of, you, you look around and say, who would you rather have than Anthony Davis? You can't say Embiid. So, I, in my opinion, you can't. There, You call that a push. So, would you rather have Jokic? Okay, sure. Not available. Giannis? Not available. Steph? Not available and getting older. So, this idea of trade Anthony Davis, I don't buy. Now, Kevin O'Connor, and we talked about it on TV, discussed... The four possible outcomes for LeBron, and one of them was him requesting a trade. We will get to that later in the show, because what KOC laid out is intriguing. We'll get to that later in the show, but first, let's get to some football. Go ahead, Danielle.
1: It is rumored this offseason that Mahomes may rework his contract. Mm -hmm. He's no longer even one of the five highest-paid quarterbacks in football. Mm -hmm. Mahomes... ultimate goal is to pass Brady eventually Mm -hmm. and now he's saying he's prioritizing his legacy over his paycheck Mm -hmm. should he take discounts to catch Tom Brady
0: okay so first of all I gotta say what I do you are just adorable
1: I, I say didn't, you
0: didn't say anything. You just—I can feel your heart beating when you're reading these. I don't questions. like it. You know, you're just
1: because I don't know what I'm reading. The—that's <laughs> the thing. Like you know, when you have to be confident and you like know what you're what you're talking about. I understand. I'm talking
0: re- about NFL quarterback salary cap stuff is not exactly, uh, exactly. in your wheelhouse. Exactly. No, I understand, but I'm and
1: here for you, and that's all that matters. It,
0: you're pinch hitting, and we appreciate it. Yeah. You are just such a confident person. In every walk of life. Right. And then you have to read these sports questions, (laughs) and you're like the kid giving the presentation
1: to the In front of the classroom, right? Exactly. I I mean, you're just so nervous. Well, I'm glad that you put it out there Uh, so people can understand. Yeah, no, you're doing
0: great, baby. Thanks. Um, All right, so here's the deal. Mahomes in a weird spot because Mahomes could every single year demand a new contract. And the Chiefs would give it to him. Every single year he could say, Oh, who's the highest paid guy? Is he better than me? No, I want more than him. So Lamar just got X, I want X plus a dollar. And Joe Burrow's getting a new one. Give me X plus a give me Y plus a dollar. He could do that. He is opting to go a different path. And the path he's opting for is I need to be one of the highest paid, but If I leave some meat on the bone for my contract, does that allow us to be more aggressive when it comes to acquiring players and keep other great players? And such as Chris Jones. The guy who's really underpaid for the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey. Wildly underpaid, but he doesn't seem to care. Um... I do not think it is Mahomes' responsibility, and I understand folks who make the argument of he should take every single dollar he can possibly make. What I would tell you is, this strategy for him, it might actually be, from a pure dollars and cents standpoint, the smartest. Because let's say that Patrick Mahomes this year is leaving $7 million on the table, okay? And let's say that number next year would be $8 million, $9 million. Let's say that number is $7 million, $8 million, $9 million, $10 million increasing over the next decade of his career. Do that math. Over the next decade, he'd be leaving on the table about $100 million, Mm. okay? Do you think you could make the argument that it is worth $100 million, not in feeling or emotion or success, $100 million in actual cash if he becomes the universally recognized greatest football player ever. $100 million in more endorsements, in more opportunities, better marketing, more more, uh, investments that people try to bring him in on because of who he is. Mm -hmm. What has being Tom Brady earned Tom Brady as opposed to if Brady had won two Super Bowls or even three Super Bowls? How much money... Did Brady make as cream on the top once he universally passed Joe Montana? I think financially for Mahomes, there is more money in continuing to win Super Bowls then there is an actual salary as long as he's not... As long as we're talking about the difference between $45 million and $50 million, as opposed to the difference between $45 million and $80 million, That money can't be made up totally. So I do think there's that. Now, I understand Andrew Brandt, who used to run the Packers, writes for SI, is big on that This the cap is a myth and no player should ever take a discount and teams can rework things, and players and agents are being tricked. I vehemently disagree with him on that when it comes to a player who plans to be with a team for a decade plus. Yes, you can borrow from future years to pay a player cash and not have it hit the cap. Absolutely. Absolutely. But every dollar eventually becomes due. And if Mahomes' plan is to be with the Chiefs until 2035, there is no world where the money they pay him doesn't eventually impact their ability in a season he's on the roster to field the best team possible. And so now if the Chiefs ended up You know, getting a discount with Mahomes and then not spending to the cap or being cheap, those types of things, then he would have a gripe. Thus far, that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. And thus far, you can say, oh, well, they didn't want to pay Tyreek, but it's not because they were being cheap. It was because they wanted to spend those resources elsewhere and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I love what he's doing. I think it's smart what he's doing. Uh, And I think that right now, It is very noteworthy to see what Joe Burrow does and other quarterbacks trying to compete with him. All right, next.
1: Aaron Rodgers just can't wait to get out of the news.
0: Can't stay out of the Can't stay out of the news. Uh
1: (laughs) He hurt his calf in his first practice with the Jets. Mm -hmm. Rodgers says that he wakes up excited to come to the facility every day. Yep. Are you already getting a bad feeling about Rodgers-Jets marriage?
0: It's not so much that I'm getting a bad feeling. It's that this is, I think, a lesson, will be a lesson for folks in any walk of life, any business, about the importance of underpromising and over-delivering. Mm. The importance of expectation setting. Okay? So you see this in politics a lot. Where before a presidential debate, you will have people from a candidate's own camp talk to the media about ah, our guy's not a great debater. We're worried about this. He's this is not his strong suit. That way, if he has he or she has just a mediocre performance, people are like, Oh, beat expectations. Right. This is why in a marriage or with your kids, before Christmas morning, if you lead them to believe they're getting a pony, <laughs> and it ends up being a puppy, they might actually be disappointed. When if you let them to believe can't do anything for Christmas this year, and then you come home with a puppy, they're over the moon. So why am I bringing up with the Packers or sorry with the Jets and Rogers? The Jets and Rodgers could have talked playoffs, competing for the division, beating the Patriots for the first time in eight years, as these, we are building things. LeBron, by the way, learned this lesson. When LeBron went to Miami, he holds that press conference and says, not six, not seven, not eight when it came to championships. And then he wins two in four years, goes to four finals, and people are like, ah, kind of a disappointment. (laughs) When he went to Cleveland, in that article for Sports Illustrated, he said, I know it won't be fast, I know it won't be easy, but we are going to try to build to eventually be a champion. He was in Cleveland for the same amount of time he was in Miami, four years. They won one title. People think it was a resounding success. Mm -hmm. Rodgers got there and immediately started talking Super Bowl. Lombardis. Robert Sala yesterday said there's only six or eight teams competing for the Super Bowl. We're one of them. Well, now, if you go uh, 12-5 and but don't win the division and lose in the divisional round, it would simultaneously be...
1: Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Like, basically... Make the fans feel good. Like I'm, I'm here to do what I'm supposed to do. Like you know. So I, I
0: think that's what their argument would be. My argument is, Jets fans, the fans were going to be thinking Super Bowl no matter what. Got you. But you want to level set expectations to where you can exceed them, and. Now, all of a sudden, if they're 12-5 and five and losing the divisional round, that will simultaneously be the best Jets season in a decade and a disappointment. That's a mistake. Now, you can't sell, let's just compete for the playoffs, see what happens, if you're the Chiefs. The Chiefs now have the burden of success and of expectations where it, every year it is Super Bowl or bust. But that's because of... Of what they've accomplished. The Jets lost, I think, six straight games to finish the year. The worst quarterback in the league. So I don't think the marriage is doomed. But I think they have set the bar too high for themselves. And I think that's a mistake. Dampo, Hmm? doing a great job. Thank you. We're going to play some games here. Oh, I like games. You like games? We're going to answer some questions from the audience. Remember in the C block, you guys, you can put them in the chat now. You look lovely today. Thank you. This all lime green ensemble. Can the audience see your boots? You want to show off your boots to the audience? I mean, who has knee-high lime green boots to go with an outfit only you Trentage. Tr- well these aren't for sale
1: Oh uh, well I did sell them oh you did, did. oh they're what? sold out they're but, sold out okay but,
0: <laughs> yeah. come Trentage. see us at Trentage all right take a quick break come back what's right what's up everyone it's Nick Wright and I got something exciting to talk to you about today Angie All right, welcome back in episode 154. What's right with Nick Wright? Chris in the YouTube chat. Danielle says your outfit is fire. Thank you. You do look lovely. You always look lovely. I'm going to I'm going to reveal something here. It's going to be risky. Let's go. The last time Danielle <laughs> filled in on this show. Oh, baby. She and I were in a tiff. In a tiff. Yeah. And the morning of, in the morning of, I said, I was like, you don't have to do it. I can just do it by myself. And she was like, no, I'll do it. I was like, mm, boy, this could be, you talk about you being nervous reading those questions. I was <clears throat> more nervous during that show than I was the first time I filled in for Colin on the Herd. Wow. Because I was like, this is like an hour. Yeah. Of just live broadcasts, uh-huh. where at any point,
1: yeah, I was really mad at you. You were time. really mad at yeah, you. and I had a right to be mad at you. That's why you were so nervous. Uh, okay,
0: we don't need to get into. I'm just this.
1: saying. I just want people to know that Nick v- made me very upset, uh-huh. and it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was, it was a good reason for me to be upset. It was honestly,
0: I felt like the way I would imagine a producer of one of those New Year's Eve shows feels mm-hmm. when they know their host the, like for Rockin' New Year's Eve has had a couple too many cocktails. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh my God, whole career could just go, like, go up and smoke here.
1: I would never and risk that, though. No,
0: I no, I am talking about for the producer, oh, but okay. I'm just saying where it's just like you're just holding on for dear life. Yeah, hoping I understand. Get through it. On the flip side, now you just endlessly adore me and today's show has chill been out, spectacular so chill far. out all right let's get to uh sorry hit the microphone let's get to a game likely maybe what if regarding your favorite topic lebron james go ahead my favorite topic your favorite wow. topic uh huh
1: okay all right with the lakers now eliminated mm-hmm. lebron's future is a mystery mm-hmm. the lakers gm said our hope would be his career continues mhm it's time to polish off Ooh. An old game for old man LeBron. Mm-hmm. Likely, maybe, what if? Yep. You will give us you will give us a likely outcome for LeBron next year, a slightly more far fetched move and a out and an out of left field idea. Okay. So what's LeBron up to next?
0: All right. The most likely outcome mm-hmm. is he just comes back and plays for the Lakers. That's the most likely. Is that the post game press conference referencing retirement? was a combination of frustration, exhaustion, and I also thought, credit where it's due, I think it was Bill Simmons who made this point. I also think for the first time in LeBron's life, he play- and you know what? Brew also made this point. Brew and Bill Simmons made various versions of this point. He played in a playoff game where he played his best, and he wasn't the best guy out there. And I think that was jarring. Now, he's obviously lost plenty of times and he had the series against the Mavericks where he was not even close to the best guy out there but he played terribly mm-hmm. LeBron in this game played all 48 minutes had a career high first half points and at the end of it was gassed and they lost and the ball was in his hands and he didn't make the shot and I think there's a man you know I have I'm far 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 closer to the end than to the beginning Mm-hmm. So I think all of that was wrapped around his comments about retirement. I think a little bit of it was putting pressure on the Lakers, like, got to win now, got to win now. I do. I know there is this narrative. He was trying to change the story from him missing the shots at the end. That, to me, I mean, he had 40, 10, and 9 and played the whole game was guarding right. Jokic. Like, I don't think that's what it was. So I think the most likely is he's just back. Go ahead. Just something you want to say?
1: No. The, I just think that sometimes when people are frustrated, they say things yeah. they don't actually mean. They don't.
0: or Exactly right. Maybe, though, because I do think he is going to have the first surgery of his career this offseason, first real surgery, on that tendon in his foot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe he waits to have it. Until late summer. And because of that. Misses. The first 15, 20, 30 games of the year. So he has more in the tank. At the end of the season. So not a retirement. But a partial season. Due to the surgery.
1: Do you like that idea?
0: I actually advocated. That LeBron. Do this. A few years ago. Mm -hmm. Was that. When LeBron, I mean, he's played 65,000 minutes. Only Kareem has played more. Only Kareem and Robert Parrish have played more games. Only six players in league history have played a 21st season. And only three guys, Dirk, Vince, and KG, actually played in their 21st seasons. The other guys were just, you know, played a couple minutes all year. Uh, That LeBron, it maybe would be smart for him to be a a 50-game-a-season guy into the playoffs as he got older. I don't hate the idea. However, can you trust the Lakers if he were to miss 30 games to not be in the same position they found themselves in this year where one of the things that hurt the Lakers and one of the reasons LeBron ran out of gas at the end despite playing all 48 in the final game was they... Their playoffs started in March because they were they were the 11th seed. They had so they were playing must the Nuggets locked up the 1 seed and rested people. The Lakers right. were in the 11th spot and had to win every night. Right. And so the since LeBron came back from his injury March 26 2 months ago, not only do he and AD have the most minutes of anyone in basketball, they're over 900. And there's only three other guys over 800, or in in the 800s. And so, I do think that he had two months of playoffs in him, but the playoffs started early. The what if is, what if LeBron, for the first time in his career, says, I want to trade. So this is something Kevin O'Connor brought up, and it does warrant some discussion. Mm-hmm. So LeBron, to his credit, has finished every contract he's ever signed. Mm-hmm. He has only left teams via free agency. Now I know technically when he went to Miami the first or when he went to Miami, it was a sign and trade, but he was a free agent and he signed there. He has one year left on his deal and then a player option. Now I don't think it's likely he demands a trade, in part because his son is going to USC. Mm-hmm. and he's going to want to watch him play. But there have been there was an odd quote from LeBron a couple months ago where he said just because it's my dream to play with Bronny doesn't mean it's his. And
1: yeah, I wouldn't want to play with my dad.
0: Well, so there's there's something to that. There is also something to again, I do not know their relationship at all. Mm-hmm. But as a parent, I could totally imagine a scenario where, at 14 and 15, when Bronny is starting to ascend as an athlete, him and LeBron being in lockstep, son, I'm going to hold on until you get to the league. I'm going to help you get to the league. We're going to play together. And the kid being like, oh my God, that would be the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. at 14 years old. And at 18 years old, with a $7 million NIL deal right. of his own, and the most popular kid in school, mm-hmm. and I would imagine girlfriends and millions of followers on social, and now going to USC, you're know, like, man, I don't want to hang out with you, dad. Right? Like, that is yeah. the, the, the idea. It sounds f- funny, but the idea that for Bronny, LeBron is just kind of corny. An old. Yeah.
1: And it I. It was like when we went to Dior's Brahm. Nobody knew you were her dad. She hasn't told anybody. Oh, that. <laughs> that. That was hilarious. That. You want to tell that story
0: to the audience it real quick? Just, then I'll get to the LeBron uh, what if.
1: Everybody's like, Nick Wright's here. Nick Wright. You can hear all the boys. Nick Wright, Nick Wright. Somebody introduced himself and he's like, What are you doing here? He's like, I'm Dior's dad. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so my daughter evidently. As hidden the fact that I'm, that who, like who she is, who I am from, not from her friends, no, but not, from yeah. like the outer yeah. circle, because ultimately no kid really at that age thinks their parents cool, no. wants to hang out with doesn't like, that, do doesn't
1: them. doesn't matter
0: what they do. No. doesn't matter what they do. And so could I see a scenario where Bronny doesn't want LeBron courtside at these USC games. You know what I mean? Doesn't the... And so, again, I'm not saying that's what it is, but just as a parent, I I could see that happening. So if he were to demand a trade, we now have to thread the needle of, Daniel, a team that has the salaries to make it work, has assets the Lakers might want, And would be interested in trading any type of assets for what might just be one year of LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Because once you're at his age, his portion of his career, he could retire at any moment. And to go back to the Bronny thing, if he and Bronny do plan on playing with each other, that could happen as recently as in as soon as two years from now. Or a year and a half from now. And so any team trading for him is like, well, okay, well, his contract's only got a year left. He could leave in a year mm-hmm. and we would be, you know, out whatever we traded for him. So what team has the assets,
1: mm-hmm.
0: believes they can win right now, and would make sense for LeBron? Well, that's when Kevin O'Connor brings up the Golden State Warriors. You start having a real discussion there. Go ahead. What's, what are you I shaking your like head about? I not like the sound of that. Why do you not like the sound of I it? I
1: mean, it's just been his rival forever. You know, it's just like, it just doesn't sound right. I mean, you know, but I guess it was for that for Durant as well.
0: So people would say, oh, Durant did it, and you killed Durant for doing it. You'd be fine if LeBron did it. This would be an apples and bowling balls
1: thing. Yeah, because I think Durant he was supposed to be the best player and he was supposed to do build something off of Durant and then he went to the Warriors, right? Is that what you're kind of like? And saying?
0: the Warriors had, A, the, the Warriors had just won 73 games, right. had just beaten Durant.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And Durant was in the prime of his career. Correct. Steph was in the prime of his career. Right. LeBron and Steph are... Will be t- LeBron will be the oldest player in the league next Steph year. Step is up there Steph, as well. one of the oldest. The Lakers just beat the Warriors. Right. The Warriors were not a 73-win team. They were the sixth seed.
1: Yeah.
0: It would be like a last hurrah. Why else would the Warriors make? So the trade would be Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. So the Warriors would be getting off Poole's contract. And the Lakers would be thinking maybe he'll get back to being the player he was before Draymond punched him if Draymond's gone. Mm-hmm. You'd get the young lottery picks in Kaminga and Moody. Here's the other thing. The Warriors are about to have a contentious negotiation with Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. They want him back, but they want him to take a discount. It's going to be impossible to convince Draymond to take less money than Jordan Poole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes $32 million a year. Wow. You know what I think would be a good negotiating position? If you're the Warriors, go to Draymond and be like, so here's the deal. We want you to sign for $20 million a year. <coughs> Three years, $60 bucks. We know that doesn't sound good to you. But what if we traded away the kid you hit?
1: You don't have to deal with
0: him anymore. And... The person we got back is your best bud who you bear-hugged after the playoffs, LeBron James. I think Draymond might be amenable to that. Mm -hmm. How good would that team be? Well, you would start Steph, Clay, LeBron, Draymond, Looney. You would have Wiggins and Gary Payton coming off the bench. Wow. That can win the title. Yeah. That would be the favorites to win the title. Now, it would be a very short window, but... And the Warriors' luxury tax bill would be obscene. However, they would then just be recognizing our two-track plan went awry and we're going to try to peel one more title. I don't think it's insane. I absolutely think it's on the board. I don't want to say it's on the board. But if LeBron were to demand a trade, is there any other team that makes a ton of sense? Not really. If he wants to stay in LA, he's not going to go to the Clippers. I mean stay in California, I mean he's not going to go to the Clippers. The Kings timeline, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go out east like there there's something there. So I think he just returns as a Laker. I think maybe he misses the start of the season. And what if he says, send me to the Warriors? Pool Kaminga and Moody works. The Warriors have the best seven man rotation in basketball. Insane.
1: It'd be pretty fun to watch. I might sit and watch more.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, it would because you like the Warriors.
1: I like the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hist- and he, one last point on this. An odd part of this phase of LeBron's career is some of the most ardent and vocal LeBron critics are who, Kobe fans, because LeBron and Kobe had a rivalry. And the LeBron goes to the Lakers, Mm -hmm. wins a title, Mm -hmm. and some of them still are anti-LeBron, but he has won some of them over. Who are the most vocal LeBron critics of the post-Kobe? Steph fans. Mm -hmm. He goes to the Warriors and helps them them win some of them over. (laughs) So it's something there. All right, let's play another game. We'll do it quick so we don't go too late. Go ahead. What's the game?
1: Uh, all in or fold. Yeah, let's do it. Everyone now thinks the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA Mm -hmm. and Jokic is the best player. Crazy what sweeping the Lakers will do for you. Yep. All in or fold, Jokic wins the finals MVP and silences the haters.
0: I'm not going to go all in on this because I think the Heat have a real shot in that series. I don't... I think the Jokic-hater narrative at this point is a straw man. It certainly existed in the past, and I'll raise my hand to it. I was one of the faces of it. It no longer exists, and it is not, and this is where I get frustrated. People act as if treating Jokic the way we have treated every potentially all-time great ever is unfair it is not so there have only been a handful of guys ever who won multiple mvps before going on a deep to the finals or to a championship postseason run all of them were criticized So you might say, well, LeBron won. Yeah, LeBron made the finals at 22, didn't win his first MVP for two more years. He already had shown you he could be that guy in the playoffs. Durant made the finals before he won his MVP. Kobe had three championships before he won his MVP. Shaq was a champion before he won his MVP. Steph won his championship the same year he won his first MVP. So who are the guys who won multiple MVPs before even making a finals? Jokic. Guess, okay, set him aside for a moment. Giannis won two MVPs before ever making a finals. And you know what? People wouldn't call him the best player in the world. People said Durant was better. People were arguing Anthony Davis was better. Oh, Giannis is a great regular season guy, but what's in his bag? Doesn't have a jumper, can't hit free throws. And then he went to the finals. Even when he got to the finals, people were like, ah, they got lucky. Durant's foot was on the line. It wasn't until... He had a 50 piece to win a title that everyone laid down their swords. Steve Nash won two MVPs before making the finals. People were like, ah, were those good MVPs or bad MVPs? He then never made a finals and we look back, we're like, ah, probably a little over our skis. Michael bleeping Jordan. Go back and read the Chicago Sun-Times articles from 1989 and 1990. He won MVP in 88. And they called Jordan, great stats, not a winner. Then he won his second MVP in 91. And what did he do in 91? Won the title. This is how we've always done it. Now, was I, do I look back and say, when I called Jokic the worst MVP since Dave Cowens, when he won his first one? As a little harsh, maybe, but calling someone the worst MVP is kind of like the poorest on the Forbes 500 list. You're still super rich,
1: right? That's and
0: related. and Jokic. And by the way, prior to this postseason, Nikola Jokic in his last 20 playoff games was six and 14. Prior to this postseason, Nikola Jokic's worst series of his postseason career was his one conference finals appearance. Now, if you are criticizing him in the midst of this postseason, if you're saying, ah, I still don't believe in him, if he doesn't win the title, he's a fraud, then you're being unfair. But nobody is saying that. And it it is it it is to me irrational when folks Act persecuted because they are simply treated the way we've treated everyone else. So that's it. Has Jokic won me over? Of course he has. You know how he did it? By following the same steps everyone has to. Show it to me on a deep playoff run. That's how the. It's not baseball. Where Mike Trout, greatest player in the world. (laughs) Doesn't make the playoffs. Who cares? That's not how professional basketball works. Next. I'm, uh, Michael Malone, Nuggets coach, keeps taking these subtle shots at me. Not a fan of it. Uh, 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 Yoke, has been unbelievable. But we, we're not being this. unfair. What would you say? I not know about this. It, it's just Let's just keep going. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Reports are that Josh, I mean, that Josh Allen wants to bring the title to Buffalo. Yeah, no sh.
0: What? Wow! Are you just cursing on the show? I'm just reading what it says. Nobody wrote that in there. What are you just cursing on the show? But Go with ahead. Von
1: Miller aiming for the midseason comeback and D Hop trade rumors still swarming, swirling, they definitely have a shot. All in or fold. This is the Bills' best shot at a Super Bowl yet.
0: Oh, fold! No, their best shot was two years ago. They should have won it two years ago. They're up on the Chiefs with 13 seconds left, and they choked it. Sorry. That was their best chance. Josh Allen's contract hadn't kicked in. I think Stephon Diggs was a bit better. The league was not as strong as it is right now. They they would have gotten the Bengals, who I think that year they could have matched up well against, and then the Rams, who I think they would have rocked in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Buffalo Brent Hanks, my friend from <laughs> Poker Go and the different the Bills fan that I met at uh Soho Somewhere House else. the other night. Uh <laughs> But, no, I think you've been jumped in line. I think your chance, you took a shot at the King and you missed in that playoff game against the Chiefs. And now the Bengals are right there. We'll see what the Ravens look like. The Dolphins are coming. Your division got tougher with Aaron Rodgers. So, no, th- their best chance was two years ago. It doesn't mean they'll never win one, but their best chance was two years ago. Next, Tough one for you here, Dan Brock Purdy. Good job.
1: Is set to start throwing again next week after injuring his elbow in the NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. He's not a lock to fully back.
0: To be fully, fully back, back. the week,
1: week, week one. one, but the 49ers think that he's still their guy. Mm-hmm. All in or fold. Brock Purdy will be starting in the playoffs.
0: You know, I'm actually going to fold on this. Not because the Niners, excuse me, aren't going to be in the playoffs, but because I don't think he's their guy. I think they have they have to see if Trey Lance is their guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think they have a limited ceiling with Purdy. And I also worry about his body holding up. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one of the last people to think that Trey Lance has a real shot of being the quarterback for the Niners. So I'm gonna fold on that. All right, last one.
1: The NFL changed the kickoff rule to where every fair catch is a touchback. In response, your coach, Andy Reid, said the league is turning into flag football, mm-hmm. all in her fold. Kickoff should be canceled entirely.
0: I mean, I think they probably, I'm all in on this with the caveat of what does it do to onside kicks? They need to make the onside kick that idea that I don't know if it was the XFL or USFL had of it's just a fourth and like 17 play or a fourth and 13 play and you run it from the 35-yard line, and you do it like that. The, the, uh, I love kick returns, mm-hmm. but they've determined they're not safe, and so they're just trying to take them out of the game. And there are certain adjustments, guys. The football is f- trying to find ways to stay as safe as possible do- playing an inherently dangerous game. And if one of the costs of it is the kickoff's got to go away, then the kickoff's got to go away. I I understand some people are up in arms about it. It's just the the brute... As human beings evolve and the athlete evolves to bigger, stronger, faster, football becomes more dangerous than ever before because guys this size were not ever supposed to be this fast and agile Mm -hmm. and fierce. And so... They've got to make adjustments. So I'm not going to – there are certain things the NFL does that I think is outrageous. I think the Thursday night football flexing is outrageous and an insult to the paying customer. I think the removing kickoffs or trying to eliminate kickoffs is just the cost of doing business. Danielle and I answer your questions and comments next. Very quick break. Right back. What's right. With Factors, delicious, ready to eat meals you will be eating stress free this spring. Each meal is chef crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved. More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, protein plus or vegan and veggie also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on the go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon truffle butter and shrimp restaurant quality food that you do not have to prep cook or clean up delivered right to your doorstep and if you need to change your deliveries you can pause or reschedule whenever you like factor is your solution for fast and premium meals also for the month of april factor is celebrating earth day all month long look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals so what are you waiting for? Head to Factormeals.com slash 50 and use code NickWright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwrite 50 at Factormeals.com slash Nick 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. Welcome back in episode 154 What's Right with Nick Wright. Uh, We now will answer some listener questions. And if you guys have some specific questions for Danielle, because we don't know when she'll be back on the show, because Diora will be back uh, on Tuesday, uh, you can include those in the chat. Uh, Ryan Fitzgerald's got one. Says, hey, Nick, just had my first child yesterday.
1: Congratulations. What's, What's
0: some advice for a new father like myself? Do you want to give the advice first? All I'll, you think about it. I'll give my piece of advice okay. first. This is now. I was very lucky, because when Danielle and I had Deanna, Danielle obviously had already had two babies before she and I got together. We got together when Diora was a toddler, but I had never been, you know, done the infant stuff. But Danielle had, and the kids survived and were fine. Mm-hmm. So I knew she knew what she was doing. This is what I tell anybody that's nervous about having kids. Every day, people have babies. A lot of those people are dumber than you, have less resources than you, and the kids are fine. The it is It is overwhelming, but then remind yourself, literally, been going on since the beginning of time, people figure it out. Yeah. And there is no instruction manual and my buddy laszlo had great advice when it came to potty training which was never met an adult that just pees their pants they all learn it eventually don't stress yourself out about it so those would be my piece of advice is like just take a deep breath and not worry you just rolled your eyes um
1: make sure as a man just make sure that you help the woman at all times because she's basically going to take care of everything but yet, you have to be there, and, you know, there's times we need to get rest, and there's times that you need to go get the bottle or the, or the... How pampers. helpful was I with Deanna? At the beginning, you sucked. Well, I was I, doing mornings, remember? I don't care. I was doing you knew morning. you were having morning show when you got me pregnant. So, um, it was just like, okay, I have to figure out a way where I can help her and do my job. And Nick sucked at the beginning. It's okay, because... It was the first time I've ever had any help when I had a child. So it was okay with me, um, except the times where I was so exhausted and you, I just had to let you have it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't do the pretend not to hear the baby crying yeah, so that, the other person has to do it.
1: It, it was rude. <laughs> no. I mean, he does that with his alarm clock this morning, in the morning. So. No,
0: I'm not pretending. I'm actually not hearing it. Okay. But the baby, I would... Because I had to get up at like 4.30 every morning to do radio in Houston, and it would be like 3.40, and we'd hear the baby crying.
1: And you'll literally look at your phone and see the times, like, oh. up <laughs> I would just try to pretend I didn't hear.
0: Uh, Jackson Hignite says, can we get proof of life for producer Dan? Oh, you missed it yesterday, or Tuesday. One of our producers on this show was texting to the group chat. He's a big Nuggets fan. Uh-huh. Trolling me after each Lakers win. And I explained <laughs> that's how, awesome. You
1: think it's awesome. Yeah. How do you think I reacted to it? You're probably upset, yeah. especially at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably like big man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I was. Uh <laughs> big man. Uh all right. So uh <laughs> <laughs> Caleb asks, Oh, there he is. Oh, he's doing it again.
1: This is uh, b- God. Oh sorry, pardon me. Uh the um, I put something on my story too when LeBron had to grab the broom and he says thank you. I put it on my story. I couldn't help it. it okay, so petty.
0: That's good. Uh <laughs> Caleb says, Would you say Jason Tatum and Josh Allen's a fair player comparison? Yeah, it's about right. Um I think I think Allen has more wow moments and Tatum has fewer what the hell were you thinking moments Mm -hmm. but i think as far as in the hierarchy it's about right um the suavamente asks danielle you have a great sense of style i want to know if nick was always dripped out or did you teach him
1: i taught him everything he knows when it comes to fashion and he barely knows anything still
0: what what how did i used to dress
1: Oh, Nick used to wear velour sweatsuits. That I still were, do sometimes. Yeah, but those were like two sizes too big for you. And you were a smaller person then. So, uh-huh. um, and you guys know that he had the lower fade, but yet didn't stay on time with his haircuts. That was the reason why I wanted him to grow his hair out. Because it's just like, if you're not going to keep your, your hair faded, then you might as well just let it grow out. And uh, what else did you used to wear that I didn't like? All of it. All of it. I mean she got oversized t shirts, the oversized, the oversized jeans.
0: She got within two years of us being together. Yeah. I didn't have a single piece of clothing that I had when we got together.
1: No, and I don't think you'll be where you're at if you didn't change your wardrobe. You think professionally
0: it's helped I my think it rise? helped you a lot, yeah. Uh speaking of my wardrobe, Cutlass asks who picks your suits out for first things first?
1: I do. Every day
0: yeah she Every works day. for fox she's the stylist she's i've my been the stylist the since show.
1: since the show started Yep, i'm not going anywhere
0: yeah so no so she does it <laughs> and so he asks what do you think of him but she also loves him yeah i love him, him
1: why well, I, I want him to follow up with it well, does he I'm not sure like he, him
0: no no no. i'm sure he likes him <laughs> uh also so question for me how about a trade for Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard and sign Draymond for the defense?
1: Oh. I
0: would not trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Why I not? Would I love that. Damian. Lillard. I like him too, but Anthony I think Anthony Davis is because of his age and his, his size, I think he's more valuable than Dame. Gotcha. That's not that's not a trade uh that I would make. Uh Jake Jack Sullivan says, when a team eventually comes back down from 3-0, do you think it will be more about the team that wins or the team that loses? It's a great question. I think that will be more an indictment on the team. I think it will be remembered more about the team that blew it than the team that won because uh, no team in basketball has ever been down 3-0 in a series mm. and come all the way back. It's happened once in baseball a handful of times in hockey. Uh, <laughs> Jose Andres Thule says, which team that did not make it to the finals – can feel the most confident about their future.
1: That's interesting.
0: I think the Kings should feel good, but they are a couple steps away from yeah. being the champion. I'm
1: really proud of them. Yeah. I'm really proud of the Kings. Um, I think they should feel good.
0: I think the Bucks shouldn't panic for now, as long as the new owner is not going to be cheap. And I think the Lakers should feel good about the fact that LeBron still has this level of play in him. Anthony Davis could stay healthy as long as he did. And the emergence of Austin Reeves is one of the great stories of the season. I think the teams that should be pessimistic are Philly, Golden State as is. I think those teams have a hard time, are going to have a hard time getting to the next, uh, getting to the next step, and they might have to take a step back. All right, Dampo? Yep. You did a great job. I appreciate you. you. I love you.
1: I love you, too.
0: Uh, with all my heart. We, oh, thank you, Dampu. No television show Friday. NASCAR once again. Then we'll be back normally on Fridays. One of many Fridays off. We will be on TV today at 3. I hope to see you guys there. Uh, episode 154. That's a wrap. What's right